The following program contains foul language, terrible humour, and spoilers. Get good, bitches. Welcome to Snap, Crackle and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Ralph, I'm your host and I'm joined by Josh. Hello. Um, awesome. So, uh, Josh, uh, you just came back from, well, it was last week, but you came back from Swansea, uh, no, oh. Cardiff Comic Con. Cardiff How was that? Indie Comic Expo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super quiet. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I don't know what went wrong. I don't know how it was planned. Um, but yeah, it was really, really quiet. Um, Apparently, well, there was rumours going around of only, like, 100, uh, 200 people, like, actually turned up, um, which is pretty abysmal. I think I sold most of the stuff I sold to other artists. Uh, it was basically just a way of artists of, like, networking and buying each other's stuff, um, which is fine. I met some really good people, but, um, yeah, it was a really, really quiet one for some reason. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, but Swansea Comic Con was a lot more successful it for you. a lot more successful than me. Yeah, well, which is of, lucky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which is speaking of Swansea Comic Con, we got the guys that uh, started Swansea Comic Con here. Uh, Ricky, Simon, and Adam. Why do you guys introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm uh, I'm Adam Wilmot. I'm Ricky Weber, and I'm Simon Kendrick. Awesome. Hey, so other than uh, Swansea Comic Con, what do you guys do uh, on the side? On the side, uh, by day I run the Gamers Emporium. Um, I work. In civil service. Why do you sound so guilty when you say that? <laughs> I, I also work in the civil service as well. Me and Ricky write for the Swansea Comics Collective. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot of hats that we wear. Awesome. Oh, very nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, uh, Simon, I just want to congratulate you on uh, your Swansea bid. Uh, oh, yes, award, the, the, yeah? award, the customer excellence thing that we got a lovely rosette for. Yeah. Um, we were quite surprised by it because we didn't realise it was even happening. So it wasn't the sort of award where you say... Tell your customers we're in for this. Can you vote? Yeah, for yeah. It was purely someone put us forward for it. That's great. And they rolled up and went, "Here, have a reset. Thank you very much." <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, like, that's all. That's obviously good to see that yeah, people it was, it was quite were willing. To, yes, to, to sort of have it unprompted. It, it, uh, it felt fine. genuine, and the staff were really pleased to get it. So. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, every time I come here, you know, there's always a welcoming atmosphere, and you oh, know, gosh. it's a it's a good atmosphere for uh, you know nerds and geeks of all kind. Uh, and it's a hub, you know? Like, the Gamers Emporium is a hub for everyone. And to be honest, it's it seems like the only safe place, really. Yeah, it's, it's, great. It, it, it's a nice community space. Yeah. And, and the nice thing that we've got going on is that all of, sort of the people who are regulars there help make it feel like a community and sort of really go out of the way to include people. So, yeah, yeah it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a good space. Oh, nice. Amazing. Well, congratulations again. Um, so, yeah, so just getting right off the bat um so how long have you guys uh been doing the con then uh we started three years ago so with this year is the third year of uh the con uh we started uh quite small in the volcano theater just up the road here uh they give us like a 200 capacity mm. and um we were queued up one in one out all day through that wow. so yeah, I think our first year we had just over a thousand people through the door. So very quick, it became clear that we we couldn't start small, even if we wanted to. So we, the <laughs> next year we had to go for the Brangwen Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I turned up for the first one. Yeah, I was queuing for about forty minutes. 
I was going to go outside for a cigarette, and I think it was you, Simon, that told me if you leave, you can have to queue to get back in. I was like, okay, I'll go back inside. <laughs> I, think I remember getting very scowled by the next person in line. Yeah, well, um, so then uh, what did you guys, how did you guys decide then to start a con in Swansea? Like, obviously with... You know, what we heard from uh, Josh, there's been a, a Cardiff con. Uh, there was also an anime and gaming con over there as well with everything else fairly low. I say locally yeah. within... within... It, it came, came about of uh, Ricky and I kept meeting each other at other cons that we went to with our various hats on. So right. I think Games Important still there. Ricky would be there representing Swansea Comics Collective. Yeah. And every time we'd run into each other, we'd say, why isn't there one of these in Swansea? And after about the fourth or fifth conversation, we went, right. Well, we're going to organise one then, because if no one else is doing it, let's, uh, let's make it happen. I yeah. guess that's, a, that's, a, that's any, uh, as good as any reason to. Um, so, I guess then, with starting a con and the large-scale meetup in that sense, what have, been the, what have been the challenges, other than obviously, you know, trying to start small <laughs> and then finding out that there's a huge, huge following? Yeah, what, have been, uh, what are the, some of the challenges that you guys have faced? There's a mixture. Everything is really a challenge. I mean, mm. uh, your profile, the image that you're trying to build as well. People, uh, we found out from uh, from being uh, writers and going to shows that people will judge you on your attendance, uh, on people who attend. Uh, so everything, everything can be a challenge. I mean, we looked at different venues. Uh, we had to go around. There were only two really that would suit our needs. We realized that we'd have to go big or go home. And there was the LC2 which was a great venue, but it had oh, yeah. some restrictions. And then we had the Brangwen Hall, which we thought might be more costly. Fortunately, it was within our brackets. Um, corralling people, guests. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's been easier this year because we've got that success of the other two mm, yes. events to go off. So we've actually sort of got through to people at companies, got through to guests, and awesome. gone, oh, yeah, we've heard of you guys. Yes, yeah. we can do this. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first year, it was sort of like, hi, we're this thing you've never heard of. Would you like to come to our garden? We hope there'll be people there. Um, whereas this year, we could confidently say we had a thousand people each year, yeah. and we've raised a couple of thousand pounds plus for charity mm -hmm. each year. Here's how many people are going to come. Here's how many other traders are coming. Here's all the guests that have already signed up. Mm. Why aren't you coming? Almost. Yeah. <laughs> put it in perspective, the first year uh, in the volcano, we had thirty tables. Yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. tables, no guests really. No. It was it was purely traders and sort of local exhibitors. So we had the university demoing some computer games. We had local yeah. artists. We had a few from a bit further away, local mm. comics book vendors. Yeah. Um, um, and then we had... Um, and, a, and a live music act as well. Um, so again, sourced locally. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we... So because we didn't have any guests or we didn't have any... And it was all local we were completely surprised when you know the facebook event just kept going there's uh 400 people interested there's 600 oh, people nice. interested I, there's 800 people interested but yeah. it was that thing of ah uh, yeah we've run events before like as the comics collective and simon as the gamers emporium you get uh like for, on a smaller scale like 100 people will say they come in and then on the day, there's six people turn yeah, up. Yeah. So it's like, we can't take those numbers into yeah, yeah. as fact. And then a thousand people turn up on the day. Yeah. And it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> I, w I wasn't involved in the first one. I just came in, I just because me and Ricky would write as the Comics Collective, yeah. I'd be sitting in on the, their meetings. And 
four, three, four months, I just get texts from Ricky saying, I've had nightmares. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. Oh, it's man. just not going to work. It's just not, people aren't going to turn up. And then yeah. I, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we knew, we knew, I was brought on board. I was invited to join the, the group as well. And we just knew that we had to get bigger. I mean, that That's the other thing after the first one, because it went so successfully, we decided that we should sort of put a proper plan in place. So we actually set the convention up as a not-for-profit company, sort of got our sort of, because we, we always wanted to be about a local community and about sort of being a geek space for people in Swansea, um, rather than being sort of your big commercial proposition that's just out to make money. So we were always fairly determined that we wouldn't have Stormtrooper B, third row back, sort of type signings, we'd, we'd go for people in the comic industry, people in the gaming industry, and keep it about what the title of the event was about, so that people knew what they were getting that, That's quite interesting that you say that, because, yeah, like, it, it seems to be the, you know, here in, in, in Gamers, there's that big ethos of, of the community. Um, I guess it was quite easy for you then to just, just transfer that ethos into uh, to the con. How much harder was it to, uh, to do that rather than... Um, having to, I guess, market yourselves as a, um, a more profitable place to be for, for vendors, for artists? Well, uh, the, so in, in terms of the vendors and artists, it's not too bad because we, we, we're reasonably priced as it comes to tables. Mm. I think the hardest thing for us was not taking the easy buck yep. because um, we're all doing this on a voluntary basis because it's not profit yeah. at the moment. I don't think any of us have taken any money out of the company. We've put anything we've made back in, other than sort of if we if we use our own petrol. Whereas it would have been quite easy to double our prices, make it a for-profit company, get someone from Game oh, of yeah. Thrones to come and do some signings, yeah. and coin all the money in. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the, the hardest thing was almost a moral choice to go. We want this to be about this, and let's turn down some of the things that, that sort of could spin us into just sort of showmasters' lights. Yeah, um, and we. We made it difficult for ourselves right off the bat. <laughs> so, as we said, the first year we went small just to test the waters and we committed that all the dough would go to charity. Yep. So then we had a massive turnout and we we donated everything from the door to charity. Wow. We ran a raffle, but that meant the following year when we realised that we couldn't stay in that venue, it was, okay, we have no money in the coffers because it all went on the first event all went to charity that um how do we do this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah especially yeah since since you guys weren't weren't taking anything that you, yeah yeah the... so i mean what what we settled on was a model where half the door take goes to charity yeah we we try and structure it so that the vendors tend to cover the room hire um so that then any sort of our half of the door take then lets us have a budget for the following year's event. Yeah. Um, so we, we sort of wangled a, a, an inter-business startup loan to, yeah. to sort of do the seed money for the first year. I mean, yeah, and, I, I, I feel like that's the, that's the more reasonable approach, isn't it? Even like any sort of a non-profit organization will at least take uh, some tiny percentage of that. Yeah. Um, for, for administration purposes, because otherwise they'd be working in a cardboard box. So the, the other nice thing is that now gives us a budget so that we can spend on yeah. relevant guests um, mm. and sort of entertainment acts and, and things that, that fit within the, the sort of the remit of, that we've set ourselves. Well, well what, have, what have been some of the easy stuff that you guys have found 
uh, from starting, or at least like within these last three iterations of the con, then what have been some of the unexpected easy stuff that you're like, oh wow, I didn't think that that would some, be? Some of the guests, because we, we've been to events as, as vendors, I mean, especially me and Ricky as, as writers, um, as, as creative um, people, we, we tend to network with a lot of people. You meet mm-hmm. the same people in the same circuit, I guess the same with Simon when he goes to gaming uh, um, oriented events. Uh, Dylan Teague, for example, has yeah. been there since since uh, year two, and you make friends with people. Um, and as Ben, it, 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 it's uh, as Simon said, with with some of the intake, some of the guests that come in, it starts a, a ball rolling. You know, uh, you get these people who are happy to come next year, and uh, you build friendships with these people. And so you know, next year, like uh, pe- I think everybody who we, sp- uh, we had as guests this year. I'm happy to come back next year. So that's awesome. something we don't have to worry about so much. You know, we just text them and say it's on this year, this uh, next year, this date. That's one worry at the way. You know, but obviously we need we can't just have the same guests mm-hmm. turning up and expecting to draw more and more. So we have to add to our guest lineup. So and then that takes if we get in more guests, that's one less table mm-hmm. than we sell. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah, to. So it's a balancing it's act. It's a balancing it? act. The, the other particularly easy thing this year <coughs> was how good our volunteers were. So we had yes. pretty much the same crew of volunteers as we did the year before, mm. um, with a few extra additions. And because they knew exactly what they were doing, and we knew what we were doing to brief them better. Uh, year two, the three of us ran around like headless chickens all day. This year, we were sort of at times twiddling our thumbs, going, "Oh, they've got it all in hand. What, <laughs> yes. what yeah. do we do next? Right? Okay. Well, they've got that bit." Um, so it was really nice having such a good group of volunteers there to to, to make the thing work for us. And we've got to give them as much props as we can because uh, everyone always comments on, on them because we have our volunteers there from the time that people are arriving and they help people carry up the stairs. Yeah. Um, so like, And everyone is like, oh, I've never had, I had so much help. I've got to say thank you for... Yeah. The organisation. Bunch of red shirts come rushing down. They're like, "Where do you want this?" And they're like, "No, it's fine, it's fine." We're like, "No, no, we ha- we will help you." So um, yeah. it's a long day for the volunteers, bless them, because um, they're there from half seven in the morning, and they don't get out till about seven, half seven okay. um, in the evening. And basically, we, we structure it so they get about half their day to get to see the con as well. So mm. no one volunteers, with the exception of us, um, for the entire day unless they want to. And they've, they've all got time built into the, the volunteering schedule to go and experience the con as well. And that's sort of the draw yeah. for them yeah. to, to come and do it as well as doing good works is that they, they get a free entry to the con and, uh, and a, a chance to sort t-shirts. of get backstage. Yeah. Some, some ye- lovely young gentleman offered me some fruit. Yes, yeah, so yes, that, yes. that was a, a thing that we'd expanded <laughs> from last year yeah. um, was that we set aside because as vendors at previous events we've known how hard it is to get away from your table to get a drink yeah. or a snack so um we we stopped up our green room for the guests and then we made sure that any surplus from that went out to the vendors as well so that nice. people sort of just had a better experience there yeah it was um going back to like um like the balancing act um i thought especially well I, obviously i didn't have a table uh, last year but this year um it was a really nice balance i thought because i also I, I got like half an hour to like, rush around, show people my comic, like, look, quick, and then just run away again. Um, but no, I thought it had a really good, because I, I went to scope out um, the big Cardiff Con, and obviously they charge a lot more money than you, but it's, um, I came away with the feeling that it really wasn't for artists in the end, the MCM. Um, I know a couple, there was um, 
Dead Star Publishing, uh, New Wasteland Fairy Tales. Yeah, Dead Star have been coming since since, uh, since year one with us. So Kev, Kev yeah. Is. yeah, he is. I uh, love him to pieces. He's a really, really nice guy. Mm. Um, what, with speaking of the balance, though, what, what we try and do when we're accepting applications for the coins, we try and make sure that we've got a, a good mix of craft type, artist type, yeah. or some authors and, and then also some, some gaming type things. Yeah. And, uh, same with the sort of the, the free to participate activities and the panels. We try and make sure that we're representing everything that's in the in the cons title. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really nice having that. Um, that the second year when I came just as like a, a visitor, uh, it was really nice having that big gaming um, section out okay. the back, um, especially with, like actual like board games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so we, we've got to say thank you there to Asmodee Games who, yeah, um, yeah. who provide these demo teams free of charge for us. Oh, wow. Um, so, and again, staffed by volunteers. Game over as well. Yeah, they, um, they provided the VR. I think it's Ooh. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Mark over there, and uh, that he's been really I'm helpful. sure you guys would help out too. You know, oh. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark was great. We genuinely thought we'd have to um, not knock you guys, because no, obviously you, you do what you do, and we know they're, they're the hub, but... We thought we would have to beg, borrow, and steal, and we said, "Would you like to come along?" And they said, "Yes." You know, How can we help? Yeah, much. yeah. Um, and then, and then the second this year, sorry, we went. Are you able to come along again? And they went, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." We're bringing stuff, and they just kept on, as you probably know from following your own Twitter stuff. They just kept on saying, "We're bringing this," and we're like, "Really?" We, the we, first we, time it was when we asked because I'm because we were over there. Um, yeah. I can't remember what we were over that way for. Um, but we popped in, and he went, yeah, we're coming along. Can't confirm it quite yet, but we're bringing Ubisoft. And it's like, oh, great. Just let us know when that's confirmed, and we'll announce it. And then next time we were over there, and he's like, yeah, um, can't announce it yet, but we're bringing Nintendo UK, uh, South Wales as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, and sure, sure. Every time we spoke to him, he was bringing something else to we, the point. We were getting to the point of like, this is brilliant, but where are we going to put you all? We're just like, <laughs> you've only got one corner of the gaming space. Help. <laughs> Stop finding such cool things. Um, so when when we come to plan this year, which we're, we're just getting into the, the sort of nuts and bolts of now, mm. we're looking at, again, expanding how we get our sort of free-to-play spaces in mm. and how we sort of develop those so we get an even better sort of experience and space from from last year nice um we're also probably going to have to expand the amount of traders that we have in as well simply because we were turning traders away sort of two oh. two days before yes. the convention oh, really? yeah. um we had three or four traders drop out through one reason or another mm. and those spots went and we still had people wanting to come so oh, wow. um yeah we we know that sort of the the demand is there for yeah. for more table space so we, we just got to sort of knock our heads together with the venue and work out how we can fit a few more people in um, without setting anything on fire. <laughs> no, yeah, I've got, I've got to give it to Mark, though, because I'm working with him in some of the events that um, Game uh, Game Over and uh, Game Swansea, I guess, has has run with him. Mm. Um, like, he's he's absolutely top, you know, keeping that organized and keeping on top of that. So, you know, props to him. Um, so, yeah, in, in regard to that, then, I guess you guys have mentioned a few things, but what has some of some of the most rewarding moments um, in these last three years? Some of the the best things that that have come out of it. I mean, one of, one of the nicer things was um, taking our donation up to Maggie's mm. um, in Singleton Hospital. Mm. So Maggie's was our charity for year one and two. It's a local cancer hospice, um, and yeah, we're, it was sort of nice to go along, sort of meet the staff there, sort of see see what our donations were helping to work with. Um, 
I think what else? I had a moment in this year's con as I was coming... Meditation Yeah, um, as I was coming from the gaming area and I kept round, rather than go through the hall to get back to the front desk, mm. I went round past the disabled, disabled lift and there was a family going in and as they saw me, they went, oh, you're one of the organisers, aren't you? And I went... Yeah, yeah, is this something I can help you with? I thought. One? I am. <laughs> yeah. Is this I, so, I thought, oh, here comes an ex- uh, a complaint. Yep. And he turned around and goes, no, I just want to thank you. Um, we've had such a great time. Uh, it's been All your staff have been so great. And um, we've had a whale of a time and can't wait to come back next mm. year. And then his son started ta- telling me about like how he'd got a bazinga bag and, <laughs> and had his photo done and was telling me about all the bits that he really enjoyed. To the point that they missed their lift. No, <laughs> like, not as in the car lift, but yeah, like but the lift to get down. Yeah. And I went, Oh, you're going to miss the lift? He went, No, no, it's fine. We could get another one of those. But yeah, it's, it, it was amazing. And I really want to thank you for. I think I think that's, that is the big reward is sort of the positive feedback that we're getting from both the customers and the, mm. and the vendors that says, even though we didn't know what we're doing, we're still doing it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for, for, for basically complete novices, we, we seem to have sort of found the right balance and it is trial and error yeah i mean this year as well we've um sorry last year we've had um the convention that happened in may we, we've had some additional help so we we learned from our sort of stressed year two and we brought on some additional volunteers so um as well as volunteers on the day we've had volunteers helping us within the planning so two of my staff sam and james from gamers emporium have been helping we've had a last called lydia um who's big into cosplay has a been sort of lending us her expertise and organising the cosplay masquerade. Um, your nephew has yeah. uh, from time to time been lending her yeah. as well. So it sort of takes takes the load off us somewhat. And uh, when we can give it up, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not. It's not so hard for me to to rel- well, actually, it's not too hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to relinquish uh, duties, but I think especially Simon and Ricky, they're uh, they're a lot more hard working than I. I'll be the first one to say that. <laughs> But um, yeah, so they, they did, sometimes it's hard. To, you have to pry it out. They call dead hands. You know, have a deal. But, uh, yeah, no, I think I think it, it, it comes from a place of. Uh we start with the going down the delegation route, and it's like, you know what? I'll just do it. Yeah, it'll be easier. It'll be easier. As you're explaining it to someone, and you by the, by the time you've explained it, you might as well have done it yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that as the volunteers carry on with us, they'll they'll get more confident with it. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll get more confident with letting them letting them take take it all on. Like Sam's um, already started doing some yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's, she's in on the invites with guests already, which is uh, which is she's ahead of us, which is nice. Mm. Um, Thanks, Sam. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, it's going to be exciting this year. We're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. I like. I like. Uh, I Are like we allowed to do the date now? Yeah. Do you want an exclusive? Oh Ooh. Well, yes, please. That'll be so good. This is, uh, before we. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say we can do it like just after. Just let it tease it a little okay, bit. Okay, guys. We'll yeah. we'll <laughs> <have a letter. laughs> the date next year will be announced before the end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how it, we still. Just by default, by making it, make sure that it's community. It, it, I think it, it affects your behavior as well. What, like I deal with, um, one thing I like doing is commenting on uh, the Facebook pages. It's all anonymous. It's the names, you know, our, our name pops up instead Swansea of our personal comic and gaming yeah. Yeah. And uh, I like to, whenever somebody puts a comment on Facebook that you can relate, that uh, you can comment back to, within reason, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll take it wherever I want. You know, but it's great because there's a, there's a chap who comes, um, possibly listening. A chap called Stuart. And he brings his little boy, and he was walking towards the um, he was walking towards the panel room when I was in there. Uh, I was 
monitoring the panel room. And I went, Stuart. And he went, like, he thought he'd done something wrong. I was like, no, you're Stuart, right? Your little boy's dressed as Spider-Man. I shared your pictures. And he was like, and then his little boy's walking to Spider-Man. I was like, you're Spider-Man. He's like, no, I'm not. And I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> so things like that, you know, you get to, you actually get to see these people and they yeah. come along. And like, I think uh, as long as we keep that, that kind of that mindset, I think it's, it's always going to be good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because I was going to say, because of that overall ethos of community building, yeah, the focus is completely off the whole, like, we got to earn money, we mm. got to do this and do that. It, it is pretty much just like... Just make sure everyone has fun exactly. and raise money for charity exactly. and make sure we pay the bill. Yeah. And that, that's, that's it. Anything else is a bonus. Yeah. 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 I, I think it does cover the fact that as well as, like, not only does it bring in the your your standard nerds and geeks but it brings in anyone else that is kind of like oh what's going on over here and then they become one of us yeah, yeah. and they're like <laughs> one of us <laughs> you know i think we, we would like it to be a paid gig because simply because we say this about the comics thing as well because the comics are mm. not for profit we could just stop what we're doing as our normal job and focus on this yeah you yeah. know i'd love to be and, doing and this. there is still scope for that within the way the company's yes, set up yeah we've just, just got to get to a sufficiently big thing that yeah, we can not pushing legitimately it, you know? pay expenses it, yeah it has to be and, a natural yeah con- like i mean the, the, the thing i always like to keep in mind is uk games expo started as small as we were mm. and it's now three days mm. tens of thousands mm. of people and Two halls of Birmingham NEC. So mm-hmm. when they build the new big convention center in Swansea, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will. Same with San Diego Comic Con. It started off in one room somewhere, and now it's the biggest geek event in uh, in, in the world. That is one of the limitations with Swansea. We're in probably the biggest venue that is central to the town yeah. center, mm. and I think uh, this year we're going to literally use all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where do we go from there? Do we, 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 have we thought about doing it over two days? Have we thought about doing it an extra we're day? We're building up to it. Building um, up to it. We'd rather... That's semi-exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd rather make full use of everything that we yeah. can and confidently fill that first yeah. Yeah. and only then go to two days because the, the risk with going too big too quickly yeah. is you get yeah. a, a poor turnout like the event you're talking about there yeah. and that kills it and then we have to stop doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we, we'd rather sort of bring people with us and, and sort of build up to that. So if we if we can fill the venue completely with stuff going on for one day and then sort of yeah. work out a way, because I don't think all of our vendors would necessarily want to commit to two days, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or be able to commit to two days, yeah. for a lot. Of them, so like it's, I, I've only done I've only done two, but I've done one day each time. It's um, it's quite a big commit going up to two days. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing the Geeked Fest in Newport, mm-hmm. which I've, I've heard mixed things about, um, mainly for what they're suggesting charging different people, mm-hmm. which is seems dodgy. But, um, we, um, but like, from the, from the comics side of it, and uh, we've done, well, I've done uh, events where it's two days, and it does just, or three days in the case of, I've done MCM London, mm. I've done MCM Belfast, I've done MCM Glasgow, I've done Thor Bubble, um, Nice, and all, uh, Nice is a great con as well. Yeah. 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 Um, it's all comic artists. For I was rest. unconscious for most of it. Um, <laughs> but, um, I just don't sleep very well in strange beds and I have to share a bedroom with uh, with Ricky here so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. and um, oh, ice as well but going up to a two day that is one of the things you've got to take into <clears throat> account is that it's, for people who are coming further afield mm. it usually means that it's adding two nights in a hotel mm. 
Yeah. Because you've got to get here on the Friday yeah. to make sure you're here for your setup time on the Saturday. Yeah. And then you've got to got to stay for the Sunday, stay mm. overnight on the Saturday for the Sunday. And it does add, it does add up. Like, yeah. especially for people who are doing it, like I'm guessing you're doing it at the moment, um, the money just goes back in into like, printing comics. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was doing. And you put it in, uh, but when people are doing it for a business, you're looking at uh, table costs, hotel costs, travel mm. costs. Expenditures. Yeah. And, and suddenly it, small press, especially if, Although our numbers are good for for what we are, we're we're not sort of MTM size, so people can't it, it wouldn't can, be expecting to make as much money yeah. from one of those events. So it would be a lot harder to get. So covering your overheads, it comes it comes from experience basically, because like the bottle of water thing, you know, it's uh, we, we give people bottles of water because it's what we would know, uh, need. We know that our both our vendors and our guests, oh sorry, our attendees, we're not big enough to make make them want to travel even outside the city for two days or for a day you know mm. uh, so we know that one day city central is what we're good for at the moment yeah value for money yeah uh, as we get bigger as people get more confident in us maybe you know uh maybe further afield or as you say two days yeah um we're looking forward to that point yeah because yeah. i think the, we'll, the other we'll thing as well from from more practical thing is it's because we've we've all got day jobs as well. It, it's enough work organising a single day, and yeah, yeah. and that adding a, adding an extra day would probably remove the last of my hair. Did mine? Just preemptively, just do yeah. the whole lot. Just, isn't just it? get off. Just get off. <laughs> going anywhere. Um, yeah, so that's that's probably what I, I was going to say. Cause I, having been to like a quiet con now. Um, how did you find marketing it and advertising it? Cause it um, obviously, you did quite a good job because the people showed up. Yeah, I mean, we've we predominantly stuck to unpaid social media. I think we used Facebook Boost a little towards the end, yeah. but we, yeah. we've mostly done it through word of mouth and yeah. sort of cross-promotion through our other platforms. So yeah. giving a shout-out on the gamers page, um, making sure that we had posters up and around town nice. and sort of talking to the other local businesses yeah. and, and things like that. So... Um, um, it's like Simon in the comic shop helps with pushing yeah. out posts yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and sells the, tickets for us as well that, so. that's part of the community thing as well again we um, aren't interested in getting all of the glory we realise that you if you, if you promote, promote yourself that's great but if you can help other people we're not we're not saints but if you can get other people involved as well even if it's getting people through the door so they buy tickets from us and then linger like in the comic shop linger and buy a few comics it's great um uh, this year, uh, Cinema and Co got involved as well with, uh, with, with uh, showing a film for us. And then, as, as the SCC, as the Comics Collective, we um, we also benefited from that as well because we got to do a little talk about our work, to retrieve the artwork as well. You from still the, haven't done that. I haven't done that. Um, but yeah, you know, so we we would like we'd like other people to get involved as well, so they can get they can they can you know, maybe boost themselves off mm. of what we do. I will say, if you're running a con, don't set up an exhibition on the <laughs> to open the night before. It is very stressful, and my week was absolutely packed with just working on the con, working also, on the exhibition. Also, don't, don't do that and run a con and do a Kickstarter at the same time, because oh that, will, oh, that will kill you. That will put you out of business, for, that will put you out of action for about three days. Yeah. Yeah. What, have you, what have you just kickstarted? Uh, the SEC's um, Copperopolis issue three. 
Oh, so very nice. I, I have and, uh, a couple people. of issues, I think. I think I bought them in the first year. Uh, we only uh, have issue three now as well. So very nice. Available from the comic shop and uh, online. And yeah. No? Yeah. And from us at conventions. And from us from conventions, yeah, forget that. How many people have you got working on it at the moment? Just me, Ricky, uh, Mark, uh, Hughes and Pete Taylor. So, so four of you. Just the four of us. Uh, we do have some uh, some help from our friends Mark Tranter and uh, Peter Mags as well, uh, nice. for various reasons. Uh, they they get involved as well in uh, online content and stuff. So yeah. nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're very proud of it. It's, it's still going on. There's there's more to it than that as well. Yeah. So never quite happy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah we're, like... we're going to be working on issue four soon. Very nice. Well, re yeah. reworking on issue four. Yeah. I guess we've, we've done the script. Now we've got to now that three's done and we know what's done. We can look back and see what will what yeah. four will look like. You know. Yeah. So, no, I, I always find myself going back, sort of look over stuff and like I I got I got three copies of both issues printed in full, full color. They're like forty pages each. I showed them to my girlfriend and she was like. Yeah. I think you should do this. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> Our first ever comic had uh, a spelling error in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no way. Letter to does. This extra T in letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we, I mean, that, again, that's that's where we started in terms of the community thing. Uh, we, because the comics collective was a community mm. as well. So I think it just, it was in our mindset from the beginning. You know, we do a lot of reason. Me and Ricky work together all the time. I think, you know, I think I spend more time with you than I do with my daughter. So, um, I mean, you do things like the drink and draw and uh, yeah. sort of outreach products to colleagues as well with the yeah. yeah. And, then, yeah. and then, I mean, if you look over there, Cider is the exact same thing. Maggie's collection tins everywhere, and you have to see the, you know, the rosette for the bed. So it just, I think it's just built into our heads to make sure that you bump yourself up and other people around you. Yeah. This. Um, by the community for the community. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, and I think that's great. I, you know, I, I think it's a good, it's a good time to, uh, to kind of have a take a break. Do you guys want to? Do you mind sticking around? We're just gonna talk about some, some crap that's happened yeah. in the week. <laughs> no problem. If you guys want to like weigh in, in and, and, and yeah, 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 and let us know. But yeah, we're just gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll be back. And we're back. Um, yeah, awesome, guys. We were just having a really quick conversation about um, the new Star Wars movie, Solo. You guys haven't seen it? Have you guys seen it? It's yeah. terrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we went to watch it last week. Oh, no, no, it would be the week before. Week before yeah. So, like, um, release week, wasn't it? Yeah, release week. And we were just saying that it doesn't deserve to have bombed the oh, way yeah. it has. It's there already it's, blocked. Yeah, it, um, it hasn't re like when you look at the numbers. Like obviously, it hasn't done Force Awakens numbers and it hasn't done Last it's, Jedi numbers, but it's still like it hasn't done. It has a Star Wars movie hasn't opened as badly monetarily wise since Return of the Jedi, and that's mm. not adjusting for inflation. Mm. Yeah, but it is really niche. Like when you think about like the like the average like I'm gonna go see a Star Wars movie person. Like, um, they'll say like, because I, I was I was watching um movie Bob's review of it, mm, and he, or yet. something, and he was like, he was like, when you think about it, like Han Solo might be their favorite character, but like they go to see Star Wars because it's like you know in space Jedi's, mm. like Han Solo is really cool and quirky, like are it, it it's too niche to be like. Is the average cinema goer going to be like wondering where he got his vest and where he got his gun and what happened to him in his early years? Yeah. You know, which I, you know, I think is fair enough, and it seems to be more a movie of for the fans 
Yeah, yeah. In that respect, it does. It does um, I, yeah, he, he certainly gets his gun in that film. Uh, you see mm-hmm. how he get his gun. His vest doesn't appear yet, but you also get his name. <laughs> um, but it's uh, uh, as we were discussing earlier. The strange thing about it is that it's, it, uh, as I said, it doesn't sparkle. But that's not a problem. Sometimes you sh- you can be you can go to a cinema and not be blown away by the, the effects, not be blown away by the spectacle. Just enjoy the characters. You know where he's got to go by the end of the film, and seeing it happen is great. You know, like this happens, and so you know, ah, okay, so that's that's how he gets to fly a ship yeah. for the first time. There's a good sense of predict uh, predictability in in some yes. films because you yeah. kind of your 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 um, expectations are sort of met, and then you're like. Okay, cool. What are they gonna do next? And yes. then you just enjoy the ride, really. Yes. Like yes. it is just fun because like there's no peril for the three main characters yeah. because mm. you know yeah. that Chewie, Han, and Lando are gonna be in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no and like they've done a cliffhanger in the trailer where Chewie's on the hanging off the side of a train and gonna hit a rock. <laughs> and it's like we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Why use that cliffhanger? Because he gets crushed by a moon. That's not canon. In the original. Extended. Yeah, you got crushed by a moon. But I take that away, and and it's just fun. Yeah. It's yeah. just a fun movie. It's not. It was never going to be like up there with Empire Strikes Back. I think. Mm. I think it's, it's opposite, fun. I think it's the opposite of Rogue One. Rogue One had more peril because you, they were changing the canon. Um. And charging the cannon, uh, <laughs> um, so there were more. There were characters you didn't know, and you didn't know where yeah, they were going to yeah. go with it. And so it was, it was about reaffirming things as well. So because uh, I was going to, I wasn't going to say because <laughs> I was just about to yeah, say, yeah, and then they all die. <laughs> or, I mean, or do they? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm always about six months late seeing any Star Wars film because my children are too small to let me go out to the cinema at any time yeah. sensibly close to release. So I would just pick them up on DVD and resign myself to watch them at home. Um, but yeah, no, like with in regard to like Rogue One, I guess what you could you could say that he has that um, space opera feel mm. to it, where there's the drama, there's the tension, and like even though you kind of well, yeah, you pretty much if you were if you were accustomed to the Star Wars lore, you would know what would happen afterwards. But the fact that there was like um, like everyone died, uh, the, the the drama of that then transcend uh, transfers over into A New Hope because you're like. Wow, that's how important the plans yeah, were. Yeah. That's how like all the risk was there. Yeah, so you, when you watch, and how quick did Walrus Man and Pig Face get from Jeddah? Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know, right? Like there was like, what the I, what's what's uh, what's good about it as well. I, I'm not a big fan of New Hope. I like it. It's, it's it is a big movie, mm, you know. But mm. I, I don't don't hold it up as high as everyone else. But. Rogue One does make that better. It makes the, that that glamour you have in your head of Rogue One. Uh, mm. Sorry, of New Hope. That the Death Star firing, blowing up Alderaan, yeah. is then um, amped up for Rogue One. You know, when you actually watch yeah. like Jedi getting destroyed, you're like, oh my gosh! Yeah. And yeah. then when when you see the when you see uh, the Death Star coming up in Scarab, you're like, that's no moon. You know, you know, your gut starts turning over, and so yeah, you get that that feel. I think I think Solo delivers something else. It delivers a fun buddy yeah. movie instead. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. When you watch Rogue One and then you watch uh, A New Hope, it adds that new freshness to oh, yeah. it because you're just yeah. like, whoa, I know the backstory to this. Oh, you know, and I I think um, I read somewhere as well that like the original Star Wars movie, like A New Hope, was supposed to be sort of like uh, an homage to serial, um, like TV, like. Sort of like yeah, pulp 
yeah. pulp uh, fiction stories where you kind of like you somehow find it in a secondhand bookstores yeah. and then you just read but like you're in the middle there is of the a story. there is a graphic novel um uh, novelization of the star wars story as well which mm. is uh which is basically george lucas's original i think it's his original treatment mm. but yeah, i think lucas originally wanted it to be a tal- as you said like a televised uh, uh pulpy show um and he uh it, it wouldn't work you know they, they said nobody's watching star uh, space and stuff at the time, you know, Star Trek yeah. had gone and it was in syndication, not in syndication, it just wasn't being, you know, it just wasn't being received. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, I think Rogue One kind of, um, uh, adds more glitter again to the new hope. Yeah. But if you like Star Wars, go out and watch Han Solo. Um, yeah. Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think everyone was saying that, like, a lot of the, the side stories for Star Wars have, have been doing relatively well i mean unfortunately solos just kind of had like a lot of bad press i'm, I'm hanging in for wicket and star wars stories <laughs> yeah. well that's what i loved actually we've, we've met warwick davis and he's a really nice guy and i i genuinely like the fact that you've got to fire a rocket launcher spoilers um and he actually had dialogue spoilers you know I, it was it was cool to see uh see him actually talk and shoot rockets and stuff. <laughs> genuinely nice. that made me beam when i saw that yeah so. I, I think that's what that's what a lot of people love about sort of like these newer Star Wars movies is that call back to the old um, sort of like uh, series uh, and then just be like oh I remember that feeling like watching it for the first time and having it come back it's just that nostalgic feel but also it's quite new um, but yeah uh, we Josh was playing recently um, Detroit Become Human have you guys heard about it I know of it yeah because yeah. they've been pushing it since um, PlayStation 3 and they? they've, uh, they've had like a they had a demo yeah. so they had the, it's quite a strange story isn't it because they yeah. they had a they had a, a random like um <laughs> is it a, a random engine test yeah uh, which involved androids and it was received so well yeah. that um they decided to make a, a game of it um it's like a uh, like a, um, a little demo showing this woman being built this robot being built and when when it, she show she showed a little bit too much sentience the guy's about to dismantle her and she says please don't i'm afraid or something like that and the guy puts it together and says shh and you'll see the guy's face, and he, he puts her on the production line and says, get out of here, basically. Mm. And then in the second one, then she's wandering through, on PlayStation 4, I think she's wandering mm. through uh, Detroit. And now they've pushed even further by making it an actual game. Yeah. Quick, quick, explain yeah. to you guys. Life, sorry. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's the guys that made uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, so it's a David Cage game. Mm. Um, I, I, I can't say I really... In, uh, I haven't played... Heavy Rain? Oh, I haven't played all of Heavy Rain. I've played some of it. Uh, I haven't played Beyond Two Souls, but I know a lot about them. I like watching Heavy Rain being played. I hate having to cycle through your motions, get an asthma pump, and go, oh, so, yeah. You know, shake the controller. Yeah. I like watching people do it because you're like, no, open the door, open the door, open the door. Fight that guy. Punch him. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, certain games like that just makes it a nice sort of like spectator sport because yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, what are you gonna do now? Is it, you know, um, it's it's pretty much like a choose your adventure story, but in video game form. Yeah. Like when we were playing uh, Re- uh, Walking Dead, Telltale yeah. game. Yeah, it's all, almost like grab the gun, grab the gun, grab the gun. No, it was really good. Um, it seems like in this game they've really made your choices. Um, have a lot more weight and a lot more consequence to the mm. rest of the story. Uh, there's a lot of different endings. Um, I don't want to spoil too much because people might not have finished it mm-hmm. yet. Um, 
but there's a lot of chances for your characters to die as well, yeah. um, some of them even permanently. Um, I think that's what some games miss. Uh, yeah. You, know, you get a reload um, and you try, you, you fix your mistakes and life's not like that. So uh, I think that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it is. I only restarted my game once, <laughs> to be fair. There was one point where I, I had two options and I, I, I picked it with my heart. And it was wholeheartedly the wrong decision to make. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do that sometimes. I, I like uh, Far Cry, and yeah. I love how, especially since 3, your choices are so grey. I'm going to go with this guy because he sounds noble. Oh, okay, he wants to marry a child bride. You know, like Far Cry 4, it's like yeah. spoiler there. And you're like, I'm not doing any of his missions anymore. I don't like him anymore. He wants yeah. to marry a child. So. <laughs> My nephew, I, I sometimes sit in the room whilst he's playing games, and he'll ask me questions, and it's like, uh, do you want? Oh, this guy uh, stole something off this guy, but this guy's a jerk as well. What should I do? I don't know. <laughs> Burn them both. I, I tried Fast by Four, couldn't get into it when I found you could randomly summon bears by throwing meat at people. I was just yeah. like, immersion gone, done. It, it, it gets worse as well. I thought I thought the coolest part of Far Cry 4 would be the uh, the dream sequence, you know, where you get to yeah. run around. But I found it boring. I was like, oh, why do I have to do this again? You do get laced with drugs by random people, which I, is always interesting. Yeah. I, I found that I don't really have time to... I, modern game is too big. Mm. I haven't got that much time I that I can... I problem with that. I just don't sleep anymore. I, <laughs> I haven't got that time to commit to playing modern gaming, so I yeah. tend to just play... Um, Retro games or Pokemon. Uh, like Adam likes to point out that I play Pokemon on four different levels. Yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Pokemon, uh, it's a good segue. What do you Wait, guys think about um, the new Pokemon announcement for the Switch? I don't know. I, I like, like it because I like the classic Pokemon yeah. feel. I mm. like it. I was hoping for more of an open world rather than linear. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, I think best. everyone's still kind yeah. of holding on to that I saw massive that. Like, RPG I don't style. know. Even though I, I kind of still play Go. Not as regularly as I yeah. used to. Yeah, he used to hand me his phone while he was in the car and go, Quick, catch our dragon. Yeah. Press no you're doing when it he wrong. says, are you driving? Because you're not driving, Adam. <laughs> but I would never distract him while he's driving either, people. It was my choice. Yeah, so like... Um, so you're, not catching that you're not catching that Pokemon. You don't need that rare Pokemon, do you? So like, yeah. Um, but I don't know about linking it to the new... A yeah. new game. Um, it's not too. It's not too like in depth. I don't, it's because you don't. I don't think you can use your Pokemon from Pokemon Go yeah. in the game. No, it's um, they go, they go to a, a park. park. Oh. But we don't, don't know so. if you could get them out. You know, yeah. like the Safari, the friend Safari in yeah. X and Y. Yeah, right. it might work out that. You can no, then I go on. Like you, uh, you oh, might... that'd be actually quite cool. I mean, Friends Safari like, is really cool. I'm still playing Pokemon Red. That's still that's still uh, I'm just hoping for like Pokemon right? Blue factor yeah, or something. Yeah. Your old Pokemon oh, Go broken down the components or something. Well, <laughs> when they do that in Go, you send them to yeah. be ground up into candy. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay to make it's okay to make <laughs> animals fight if they're made of sugar. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Viva Pinata. <laughs> the thing is, you feed them the candy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen. So yeah, just so you're gonna get mad, um, mad Tauros disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm in a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't mind the fact that they've taken some of the mechanics from Go as well. I'm looking forward to all the YouTube videos of people breaking their screens. Yeah. <laughs> it's a It's yeah. like year one, the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's a good idea, like um, sort of like incorporating two ideas, um, like 
getting rid of wild encounters, I, I don't think is too much of an issue. No, like, you can see them in the in, in, You can the see them in the world, which is cool. I, I, yeah. think, I think the only thing that put me off was like, I watched the trailer, I liked that Eevee was being pushed in, because everyone likes Eevee. Yeah. As long as you can evolve that stupid yeah. Eevee, no... Like in Pokemon Yellow, where you couldn't evolve that stupid Pikachu, Pikachu yeah. which oh, meant mate. that you couldn't get a Raichu in Pokemon yeah. Yellow. No, you can. You just had to trade it to Red, yeah. evolve it, then trade it back, but it wouldn't follow you. But I did it every time. Because angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who wants a Pikachu when you can have a Raichu? <laughs> Raichu is way better. I just I was way a little bit disappointed when I saw the trailer and I realised that the paths are even more linear than they used to be. I, I love the classic Pokemons, but I hate it when you get to that part and you're like, Okay, I need a bicycle here, don't I? I know I need a bicycle here. You need a bicycle here? Okay. I'm not playing this now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just handy that, you know, you help someone by doing some menial task and then they go, here's like a... beating up small animals with other <laughs> yeah. small animals. Here's a voucher to go and get a bike. That, that menial task is just talking to that one guy about yeah. his rapid ash. About yeah, how I much like, he loves his rapid ash, and it gets weird. It's really <laughs> weird. One. Have it's you like, been back and played Gen 1 or Gen 2? Yeah. <laughs> How hard is it to go back to Gen 1 and Gen 2 with no running shoes? Oh, mate, it's so slow. It just yeah. run! To be fair, I, the last couple of times I've played them, I've played them on emulator, and obviously you can speed it up yeah, to, like, times 24, like, and you just, like, fly through it. It's the, the weirdest experience I had. It genuinely, you know, when you, you kind of giggle it and you realise that's probably bad translation is in Pokemon Ranger. You have to catch a star me or something and see where it takes ages. And then the woman says, genuinely, for no reason at all, take it into the basement and touch it with your stylus. I know, obviously, the, the connotations, but I'm just like, why choose, why choose that phrasing? You know, why choose, why not say, activate the lights on your, because it lights up or something. I was like, that just, that's just so, that's just meme ripe, you know, it's just, just bizarre. <laughs> Be gentle mm. now. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that they're experimenting. I think that's oh, the, yeah. the best takeaway because obviously they, they've said they're making a core RPG, which yeah. they haven't said anything more about, but it's coming next year. Um, I think releasing an in between where they can test the water with certain mechanics, test yeah. the water with how it's how it's received with certain <laughs> elements of it is really good. Um, the Pokemon Go stuff, it, like from Nintendo's standpoint, it makes sense. There's still like 3 million, 4 million, like. Uh, daily users of and of course and Nintendo released one of those cardboard things that allows you to sell and tape your phone to your Nintendo Switch no, oh just... mate you're just gonna, gonna have like a cardboard Pikachu that's gonna it's follow like, you um, around like yeah. <laughs> yeah. little windy wheels yeah. <laughs> the Pokemon the Pokeball as soon as I saw the Pokemon I, I, I have to my nephew was, uh, oh, I, I can't be bothered with Pokemon anymore. And then he saw the Pokemon and goes, okay, I'm interested again yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe but... pull out my phone and I'm just like, what am I going to do? What's my next mission? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I am looking forward to it and it is going to make me buy a Switch. Yeah. yeah um, sure. I've been on the edge, but at the moment it's like, I want Mario, I want Zelda. Mm -hmm. um, I want a better paying job. Super Smash? Uh, I got I got Super Smash on on the GameCube. Yeah. Do I really need to? There's like about five iterations. I know. Of it yeah. well. I, I want the last Super Smash to be the the Mr. Hands guy. What's his name? Mr. Um, Hands. <laughs> to be in a retirement home. Oh, fair. No, they've been what evolving, is, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. the king. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like, because <laughs> I'm being getting in the way. <laughs> I'm quite new to like the Smash Smash like scene. Um, I think I only played it on the Wii U going forward. Um, the Wii U one was pretty good. Wii U one was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but the thing that makes me really excited is that um, Solera Vastora from Dark Souls has an amiibo now that's coming for the release of Dark Souls with Switch. And, and there is 
a lot of rumors on the internet that he's going to be in Super Smash Brothers, and that that will make my day. They have the rights to it, you know. It's just. I. I, oh, I speaking I, of Dark Souls, for, for the people with the the physical board game, on that is me. They are finally getting around to releasing the um the expansion the expansions there. They they started <laughs> to hit Steam Forge this week. Praise um, the sun. And yes, yeah, so we should be seeing them within the next month or so. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You have to keep me aside one because I've I bought I bought, I I bought mine from here. Yeah. Oh, pre-order five pounds. I will yeah. pre-order it. Then. I've got a pre-order <laughs> X-wing mo- uh, second ed. Oh, speaking of X-wing second ed, I got to play that this weekend at UK Games Expo. Hey. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. We uh, thanks to the SCGC we uh, and the, the stuff we did before we did uh, we used to do a YouTube video uh, series called Panels, Pixels, and Teasers, and uh, our good friend Miles, who is for Simon, um, was decided to get us addicted to X Wing. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard really good things about yeah, it. Actually, amazing. Like, I've, I've and we're not even but... tabletop gaming guys, not traditionally. Yeah. And but like I've spent so much money on it now. I've been to like competitive uh, tournaments and stuff yeah. like that with oh, it. Nice. It's great for somebody um, like me as well who just likes to build chips and fly them, lose horribly. Um, it's, it's just a great game. I mean, there are, look, as you can see over there, there's loads of great games here. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we come back. You know, Star Wars. Uh, it's just it's the right game for us. Is Star Wars? It's miniatures that you don't have to paint or stick together. That look amazing. Yeah. And then you can make pew pew noises whilst you fly them. And you can learn it in about five minutes. That's yeah. the other nice thing. Nice. I, it's, tactically, it's quite deep, but the, the core mechanics of it is, yeah, you, you can show something in five minutes. Cool. I taught yeah. a friend how to play the other day, and he actually rinsed me. Actually, he got literally his last last roll, three critical dice, destroying my experience. Nice. Oh, mate. I, um... I remember, like, obviously I bought the Dark Souls board game from here. Um, and I've showed it to a couple of people. Uh, you can play, like, from one player to four player, which is really cool. I think I've never played a board game one player, but I gave it a go to try and learn it before I, like, played it with my three other friends. Did you die? Um, no, I was okay. I was okay. I'm quite... I'm quite can you really call it Dark Souls then? I'm a veteran now, you know? I... Uh, I yeah. playing the game itself, the second game. I was like, ah, I can do this. And then you know, you you encounter, you can go straight to the the house to get your fetish to become you know a living being, or you can just go to the left and fight that troll. I think there's a troll, and you get an yeah. achievement because you die straight away. And I was like, ah, it's gonna be one of those games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've, I've killed that troll with my bare hands. Yeah, so. It took me like two hours of picking away and doing like 11 you, you, damage. You, you, you played yeah. 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 play Dark Souls? No. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. careful. And like, I mean, I, I got to play Dark Souls 3 before it came out as a demo and I had no idea what it's all about. So I thought, <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, I, I was like, I'll play Bloodborne. Um, just to kind of get myself to yeah. it. Honestly, I was like, I played, I got to the first boss, and I'm like, that's it, I'm done. I can't do this. This is I so was, hard. I, was wondering, I forget the area. I was wandering around, and two, I was wandering around the area with all the knights and the castles, and it was just those pathways and. Um, hides. Yeah. Hides Tower of Flame, where there's big green knights with swords and shields. And you, it's easy to run around them, so you avoid them, and I'm trying yeah. to find all the treasure, first of all, so you just basically grind, like, like the treasure. And then I ran into a random room where the boss is, and they knocked yeah. me off the platform, and you die, and all your stuff drops right next to the edge of the platform. So I went, I just run in, grab it again, bang, dead. That's okay. <laughs> that means it's all gone now. Yeah. Like yeah. All the experience. But I didn't know that either, oh, so yeah. I ran oh, back in again and yeah. died. Um, so my health was like that. Oh, mate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, because in two, your health keeps going down. Like, until you become human. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting mechanic, that one. They didn't bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, you're enjoying the board game, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've started painting my miniatures now. So, you know, they look snazzy. Um, it's really good fun. It takes a while. It takes a while to get going. Like, But um, it's... Yeah, it's just a case of like going through the rooms and obviously you're on like a timer because you've only got so many cycles of the bonfire to actually like get through it and then get to the boss. And all every, anybody wants to do is like get more souls, yeah. get more loot. Like my character's got this, oh, like just we need to kill the boss. <laughs> like, yeah. You've been the dead, uh, the Hellboy one again. Uh, yes, we've done, done the Mantic Hellboy Kickstarter, so we'll be stopping that. You can have a coffee. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there we go. Nice. yeah that, that looks really well. That's... Um, Funded surprisingly quickly and surprisingly big, so um, yeah, that's on course to be pretty big. Mm. That being said, then I, I guess with the, the, the discussion about uh, tabletop and board games, um, what are you some some of your current uh, favorite tabletop and board games? I know you guys have been really into the X Wing stuff, but aside from that, what have been your? I've, I've been favorite? playing a lot of a new Starfinder role playing game by Paizo Publishing, mm. uh, so running that for a group of friends here in store. Um, it's basically Pathfinder, which was Dungeons & Dragons 3rd yeah. edition, yeah. Um, but in space. And rather than being pure space sci-fi mechanics, they've, they've taken their fantasy trope and they've wound the timeline forward 5,000 years and gone, how does magic work in space? Mm. So oh, it, it, nice. it's a really good sort of... It's consistent with the story of the Pathfinder universe as well, which mm. is quite nice. And they've, they've added a, a whole bunch of interesting things. Yeah. Um, but they, they've sort of really changed the concept. So rather than... Cause Back in the day, I played the old Buck Rogers, Buck Rogers 25th century system, which was the uh, AD&D mechanics mm. in space, but it was pure space sci-fi. Whereas this is very much, they've gone, right, and how does this work if you do magic missile in a vacuum? Mm. How does this work if a dragon's flying a spaceship? Um, so nice. they've probably taken that sort of yeah. fancy trope and, and put it in space. If a dragon flying a spaceship doesn't get you interested in that, then obviously you shouldn't be playing games. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are you even doing here? Definitely. Why are you listening? That sounds like something we could try. Yeah, we're, we're quite good. Uh, we're big fans of D&D. Like, yeah. I love yeah. a good round of D&D, but... Um, can get a bit not samey so it's no, always it's different but it's like if, if you're looking for something interesting to try try the fantasy flight games um star wars role things because they, oh, okay. they use quite an interesting dice mechanic yeah um so the, the way the dice work is each dice has advantage disadvantage threat mm. and, and success on it. so whenever you try an action you roll a pool of dice and symbols cancel off so a threat will cancel off a success so advantage will cancel off a disadvantage oh, okay. so you're telling a story so you don't just succeed in action you succeed in action but with a threat so something's yeah so you, you shoot the well, you blast it but you blast it out of ammo so you're, yeah. you're telling a lot more of an interactive story and nice. um, once once the people playing the game get used to that so the gm's not doing all the work telling the story the players can get quite creative with how it works mm -hmm. nice. I, I, yeah i think i think that's always a good thing because like so far my gm uh, my gm gm style is to tell the story and then if it's kind of like matt mercer's where if you do something really cool i play the rule of cool if you do something really cool i'll allow you to do yeah. it but with certain uh, uh, um, restrictions, I guess, within the gameplay. So I'm not mm -hmm. restricting you just because you rolled, you know... You You're not saying no because there's not a specific rule for it. You're exactly. saying how do we fit that to... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so what works? Let's make it happen. Yeah. I play in two RPG campaigns. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it, of RPG, but one of them is a Pathfinder game, mm. which um, was run by two of my friends. And um, and it happened that they launched it. And they went, oh, we're looking for someone to play D&D &D, uh, around the time 
when my nephew was getting into it. And I went, oh, my nephew wants to play D&D. And I went, yeah, you, you, yeah, he could come if you come along. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I ended up in that. But I, when I go, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of done the same with the Star Wars one that I play here with um, Tichu's one of the yeah. uh, minions that work here. And um, we play in the Star Wars uh, yeah. uh, RPG. And it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's weird, like... I. I because I'm used to Pathfinder more than mm. the Star Wars one. It was like, why haven't I had any XP? And he's <laughs> like, because it only said 20 XP. And it was like, I, we've been playing this campaign for weeks and I've got 20 XP. Why? Like, why? Because I'm thinking in... Oh, by the way, you're like, 20 XP is a goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20, 20, 20 XP, XP is a fair I amount of Star Wars. Yeah, 20 XP in Star Wars, you could buy stuff. You could buy, like, after, uh, like... Um, what would be feats in Pathfinder oh, yeah. or or stats up, stat good. upgrades and stuff oh. like that? Yeah. So like twenty XP is there, and it's like, why? How many XP did everyone else get then? Because I did miss a couple of sessions when I was when we were running up to the con, and it was like, do you just not give me XP when I was <laughs> just sitting around within the story? You just yeah. sat there while I was gone and so like it was interesting that oh no 20 XP is a lot in Star Wars and it was like oh alright and then and then you work it out yeah. and I've left you with um, smash up <laughs> smash up <laughs> no no well uh, actually I, I st- long before even started playing video games actually I was gaming but I, I game from the recluse's point of view I used to play um, and still do Ian Livingstone and Steve Jackson's fighting fantasy game books oh nice they were oh, cool. nice. Um, Ian Livingstone was at UK Games Expo this weekend nice she gave me some books I, go, I actually go to the, the library sometimes sells um, some stock off and I always go there nosing through and I ever find like their their old uh, fighting fantasy game books I buy them for like 50 pence I've got many because they don't kick around very often but um yeah, I, mean, I used to pay a visit to my library, my, my primary school's library, and I used to just take out the books all the time, and I'd play them, play them, play them, play them, you know, and so die horrendously. You know? Of course, as you, as you would. You, hey, you honestly, think you're making the right choices, and you're like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is really good, and it's then you like, flick a couple of I got of Starship Traveler uh, reprint of it, uh, I think it was like 2015 reprint or something. I swear there's a point where you can't go anywhere but to death. Mm. You're wandering around the ship for some reason, something happens, and you go, go left or go right. One, one of those that does have a misprint loop in it where they printed the wrong page number and you might do loop down into, into a death point. I, can't, I don't know which that one And there's a point, so you go left, and then you go da-da-da-da, fall out of the spaceship, you press a button, you release yourself into space, and you die. As the captain, you've just killed yourself in your own ship. And then I think if you go right, da-da-da-da-da, and you blast yourself into space. So it's probably that. Um, so, yeah, I used to play those type of things. But, uh, yeah, we... we we learned to play Carcassonne, which if you've not played, yeah. you should play. Mm. It's just brilliant. Um, even for people like me who don't really aren't really that's one of what they call gateway games. So it's nice, nice and easy to teach, but it's yeah. Once you get into it, it's a, a good game. introduction to yeah. modern yeah. board gaming, yeah. tile laying, sort of map completion game. Nice. Uh, the opposite is uh, <laughs> Ricky has a copy of Dead of Winter. Which is uh, the most infuriating game ever, probably. That's <laughs> um, great. It's, it's Dark Souls on a board. <laughs> so it's a, a semi-cooperative zombie horror survival game um, where some of you, mo- some of you, might be traitors with a selfish agenda, but generally, as a whole, you're trying to win as a group. But yeah. you don't know if there's a traitor or who the traitor oh, is. God. And every yeah, time cause... you travel to a point in the map uh, in the, one of the external areas, you've got to roll crossbite or zombie bites. Oh. 
So like, you gotta love that. So like, if it was us playing it right now, um, you'd have uh, you'd put in ten cards, player cards, uh, two of which would be traitor. So it could be that none of us draw out the traitor card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you get to vote who you think might be a traitor as well, and you no. could you could screw that guy. You could send send him out into the wilderness and. But like, yeah, and it is so much. It's like you've got a, a waste management aspect in there. If you leave, you've got we we uh, house rules the frostbite when we you, play it it's, because it's, it's like roll always roll frostbite so everyone dies of frostbite. So we just it's only one. Well, yeah. It's only one frostbite. <laughs> it's a one, it's a one in six chance. You guys are just unlucky. Oh yeah. yes, we are. Oh yes, we are. Oh, yeah. Every time dice, what are we you doing? We played we played <laughs> one of the expansions out here and. Um, I think the first I was like a teacher, so I went to the school, yeah. thinking I'd have works for that. Mm. Rolled and died, and I was like, and it was a zombie in the school. And so oh, the next person yeah. that came along had to kill me. By your own student. <laughs> yeah, and you, you, it, it's a good laugh, especially when when you're trying to work out if someone's a traitor. Yeah. It's like, hang on, why didn't you get rid of that uh, that rubbish that we need to get rid of? And it's because. Yeah, we still need the, the fuel as well. <laughs> you've got to weigh up these options, but other people are interpreting how you've weighed up these options, and it's just a great, great fun. But like, um, I'm trying to think what Smash Up. Smash Up as well. Smash Up is great. Simple ca castle uh, tower destruction game. You build up the points, but you have a mashup of different cards, like uh, aliens and robots, you know, they're your cards. Yeah, wizards and ninjas. Yes. Um, so each each group of cards has a faction, so you'd have your wizard's deck, your gnome's deck. At the start of the game, everyone just shuffles two decks together to build their faction deck for the game. So you might end up with pirate dinosaurs, or pirate wizards, or pirate ninjas. Yeah. Uh, Ninja dinosaurs. Yep. Oh, um, <laughs> every 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 tower, every town area has a uh, a limit. You've got to move your, you've got to your characters down to add a score to this thing, and when you reach the score, the person has the most of their cards there wins the first amount of points. The person that has the second amount gets the second level. And robots are really annoying because yeah. they just keep duplicating. It's really cool. I mean, it's, it's quite nice to learn in terms of board games because there's so much out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. It's hard to tell which ones like you think will be a good match for you. Yeah. And, and that's another great I like Munchkin as well. That's another great thing about the Gamers Emporium is it's that you can come here pay you 250 or flash your card if you've got your year's pass and you can look at all of that wall and like I did the other day knock a bunch off sorry Simon <laughs> oh you've got the Fallout game oh yeah, yeah. so we, we've oh. just upgraded our store library actually one of our main suppliers um, just had a sort of build your store library deal mm. um, so we just picked up about another two, three hundred pounds worth of board games Ooh, just nice. to add into the library to sort of get some more up to date titles in there because some, the some of the store library was my own personal collection before I opened the store some of it is sort of yeah. bits that we've, we've added over the years but things like Fallout and uh, big code names um, Space Space and things like that we've had some yeah. sort of newer games come in mm. as well recently so yeah it's Good expansions. Yeah, Bloodborne as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, man. oh mate, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bring a party. Hi. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come. Welcome. Come. That's it. Well, hey, it's a good place to, uh, to finish up. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for. Uh, oh, thanks do you want your us. scoop? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. That's why we're here, isn't it? So um, uh, SCGC 2019. Now I just yeah. keep on forgetting. Will be uh, will be held in the Brangwyn Hall on April the sixth of April. <laughs> um, it's Saturday, April yeah. the 6th. 
Um, and uh, yeah, we've uh, we moved uh, a whole month early simply because we thought we could book out a game, but unfortunately, somebody jumped in. A com- complete, completely un- unrelated event. Some, yeah. some business conference or something had take, uh, taken our slot before we got a chance to book it. Yeah. Um, well, well, well. So rather than risk clashing with MCM, we've gone earlier oh, rather than trying to oh, go yeah. for our old slot at the end of May. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah. Just write it down on your diaries, put it on your Google calendars, and make sure you book it. Avoid family weddings and funerals. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Tell them to not die yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if, if there's anything else that you guys want to um, uh, plug, um, go for it. Uh, I I'm, I'm done. The others have been plugging my shop for me all, all podcasts. Mm, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, SEC's uh, the comic Copperopolis issue three is uh, on sale. You can check it out on our website, um, secassemble.co.uk. All from the comic shop in Swansea. Yep. Um, and uh, issues one and two are available there as well. Yes, they are actually. Um, and the SEGC stuff, then we've got a SEGC.org.uk as a website. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, Swansea Comic and Gaming Convention. Twitter and Instagram at SCGC2018. I didn't do that because I genuinely thought I was going so well. I normally fumble those things so badly. I thought, why risk it? I've got a list. So. <laughs> <There> we go. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, well, it's our turn now. You can uh, contact us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find us uh, by searching Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture Podcast. On Twitter, it's S-C-A-P-C underscore podcast. On Instagram, it's S-C-A-P-C podcast. There's no underscore. On email, you can email us. Nobody really emails us, but you can. S-C-A-P-C dot podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, listen to us on Stitcher. You can listen to us on iTunes or on Pinecast. We've also got a tip jar if you want to support the uh, the the podcast. Get us some good equipment. Because I've just got like, more two than mics. one microphone. Yeah, we've got like two mics. I've got like a road camera mic that we've got going in. It's very very slapdash, uh, but it works. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason why you can't eat, eat someone can't email you is because you're gonna laugh in there somewhere. I don't know how you spell laugh. There we are. Thank you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us. We'll see yeah. you next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.